Shut up and sit down. Here we go! Go, 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 go. We went. We went. Boys and girls, welcome once again to Heard That, the podcast that you know you love. We know you love it. We love it too. Uh, it's all about finding new music because the music you listen to sucks and you want to have something to talk about when your friends start bringing up obscure bands that you've never heard of. That's cool. We've all been there. Uh, kind of a weird week. Uh, Jordan actually couldn't be with us this week. He's a very busy man um, doing his janitor thing, as you do. Miss you, Jordan. Miss you. Miss you and your beautiful face and hair. <laughs> So we, we have something kind of fun this week. It is, uh, as some of you may know that I've mentioned in the past, I am in a band uh, called Form and Void. And on our last episode, the Classics episode, my good friend uh, Aaron was with us. And then, of course, our Lord and Savior, Justin, hmm. also was with us. Um, and they make That's up the rest of that band. Justin, and so Justin Christ. It's the three of us again. It's the Form and Void takeover. Buckle up. It's going to get weird. Okay, so when you told me that it was going to be the Form and Void takeover. Yeah. I thought that you meant we were just going to be talking about our music the whole time. Oh, that sucked. And I was like, we, we only have four songs. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about music nobody cares about. It's going to be about. a 20-minute episode and nobody knows who we are. I really like what we did on this song. <laughs> this song I, I was not a fan of. Yeah, that's, yeah. that was a good song. <laughs> I, I like that one. I remember. So before the episode, um, we decided to go ahead and loosen up a little bit. So we all took a shot. It was some very old fireball, and I know there's some dangerous chemicals in there. I heard people throw the word antifreeze around at one point. I think they've maybe had a a slight effect on us, so apologies as we get into this. Before we get started today... Justin chased a shot with fireball. Oh, that's gross. (laughs) Yep. He's an alcoholic. Did you really? Maybe. Oh, gross. That's nasty. Mm, This burns. Let me throw some fireball down. That's the worst chaser I can think of. Before we get into it, just a reminder to check us out on our social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at HeardThatPod, at all of those. Also, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it. And tell your friends, for God's sakes, let them know. Let them know about the magic. Anyways, that's enough weirdness. We're going to kick it off with some cool stuff today. Um, The first band we're talking about is A Protest of a Hero. Oh, how about that timing? How about that timing? Go, Darius. Not as good as Justin's last week. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely peep the classics episode uh, from last week because Justin's timing was un- unbelievable. Anyways, little uh, for those of you who haven't heard of Protest the Hero, it's an awesome band from Canada. They've been around forever. They've had literally one member change, or actually two now, right? Didn't the bassist leave recently? Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, so two now. But they've been around since... Uh, I should probably actually look at the hard data and not just guess. But uh, they've been around for 15 years. They started in high school. They're ridiculously talented musicians. And uh, they've, they've been great the whole time. Actually, in my opinion, their first two albums are their best two albums. But anyways, um, they went kind of off the grid over the last... It's been two years since they started, or just a year? Yeah, a couple years, I think. A couple years. So basically what they did is um, they put out an album called something. Volition? <laughs> uh, Volition, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. So they crowdfunded Volition, which is uh, a route that a lot of bands have been taking where essentially 
you use a service like GoFundMe or Kickstarter and you say to your audience, hey, here's this product that we have, you know, we want you to fiscally support us and in return you'll get all kinds of goodies and gifts and whatnot. It's something that a lot of bands have kind of been doing, particularly smaller bands though, and they're not that small. I mean, they're not massive obviously, but they're, they're fairly big. And they did a Kickstarter and just got just tons of money. It got overfunded, what, 210%, I think? Uh, it was 273%. Jeez. So, <laughs> so they, they got a, a whole lot of money. They asked for $125,000. They got three forty-one. God. $341,000. Over a quarter of a million. So they put out Volition, which was a great album. They actually had Chris Adler from Lamb of God fill in for drums, uh, who apparently they've been friends with for quite some time. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So then they, I think, in my opinion, what they took away from that experience was, you know, there is money to be spent on music. You just have to find the right way to get people to spend it, which is something that that whole industry is really looking to right now is a new way to do things. Uh, And so that's what they've been doing for the last couple of years. They came up with essentially a subscription service for just their content where, what is it, once a month you get like, you know, videos. Um, they put out a song yeah, I think regularly. A, I think they did a song once a month for six months. And that's crazy. So cool also. And also, yeah, like videos and other other kind of content that fans would be looking for. I haven't seen any financial numbers on how that went. But I think it opened a lot of people's minds to, you know, ki- the kinds of changes we can look to. Uh, and I think that's really incredible. Good on them. Good for you guys. I know you're listening. Good for you for for taking a leap of faith with that. That's awesome. Uh, I think that that will be a significant uh, moment in the history of music. Anyways, back to this album. It's just now come available to the public. Ooh, I love that part. Uh, I'm just going to start out by saying this. This is my third favorite Protest the Hero CD, which is saying a lot. It's saying a lot. I think that it's only six songs, but then there's six instrumentals as well, which are also incredible despite the fact that Rhodey has an incredible voice and it fits the music better than anything else could. But, but, this album is dope. I feel like they kind of got back to both their more technical roots, like this right here, that kind of stuff, uh-huh. but also they got back to their really like kind of hooky roots as well and like really big soaring cleans and, and big breakdowns and stuff like that that we saw on Kazaya and on um, Fortress. I want to open it up to you guys. Give me your thoughts. So, <clears throat> I guess I should give a little bit about how I feel about Protest the Hero. So, it, I haven't listened to everything this band's ever put out. Uh, but I've heard a song here, a song there. And um, I haven't gone through the entire discography. So, my opinion might not mean jack to everybody. <laughs> right. But um, I'll tell you. So, I, I have something I wrote about it. But I guess just for starters, right off the bat, I... I dig what the band's doing. I listen to a lot of similar music to it. I get it. I hear the talent. You got talented vocalist, obviously. Range out the wazoo. No joke. Um, you've, you've got guitarists able to do all the technical stuff. Well, I mean, everybody in the band's able to do it. Right. They do a bunch. But um, I've kind of quirky way of putting it here. So in my mind, this is how it works. So I, I kind of think of it. It's like your birthday. Okay. And you've got this humongous birthday cake, right? Okay. And this is exciting. 
and you're looking at this thing. It's got like 200 candles on it. Beautiful thing, right? Sure. But you're a little worried about the fire hazard, like a little bit. But you're like, no, this is pretty cool. And uh, all of a sudden, this fat, naked guy pops out of the cake. <laughs> and uh, he sings happy birthday. You like Marilyn Monroe style, like, you know, happy birthday. You know, that whole thing. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, he shoots a bottle rocket out of his butt. Okay. Um, <laughs> lights sure. off, sure, firecrackers, of you know. Things are crazy. Cake, fire, all over the place. Uh, he boops your nose. He comes mm, up and he sure. just gives you the little boop. Well, yeah. And the next thing you know, he's taking what's left of the cake and he's like rubbing it all over his body. Um, fire department shows up and uh, comes to take care of this fire, you know, presumably caused by all the candles everywhere. Uh, but then you kind of come to and you realize it's not the candles. You've been in a car accident. <laughs> and uh, the car's on fire. Okay. And uh, this fireman's grabbing you out of the car, and you look at him and you realize you're the fat naked guy that jumped out of my cake. And then he booped your nose. <laughs> so you kind of walk away asking this question Was this experience awesome? Or was it painful and irritating? <laughs> And that I, was I, take it, I take it you're not a big fan of this album. I know I like it. I feel like everybody's soloing at one time, yeah. including oh, the vocalist. Sure. For sure. I think they know they're talented, which is cool. But I think they're all like going 100, uh, sure. if you will, the entire time, everybody at the same time. Yeah. So I like the band actually, and I think the album's pretty cool. I would just appreciate, and they're, towards the end of the album, they actually do do it. They but do maybe, do it. They do do it. <laughs> but maybe a few more moments of restraint mm. or subtlety to kind of break up the yeah the the wild and crazy. Um, I, see, I feel like I feel like they do that on a level that I would equate to like Dillinger. I don't think they're like math core like Dillinger is, but I think it's really like chaotic music with really quick little breaks. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I feel like with Dillinger, you've got like these jazzy parts. Right. And they kind of stop to do jazz. Mm -hmm. A lot of times on the quiet parts, I don't know if we're going to come up on one while we're talking, but there's a quiet part where like the singer kind of restrains himself, and I really dig it. I like his voice kind of more restrained. But the drummer's still like doing the double bass thing in the background, and I kind of wanted to throw something at him a little bit, like, "Hey, just like you know, <laughs> f off for a second, and let's Stop chill it. out for this like little moment, and then you can do your thing again." I totally you, get what you're saying. Do you know if they had a a producer for this? Uh, I can find out. Or was out. it all done themselves? Probably they had a producer. I would assume. Let's see if I can find out who it is. I just wasn't sure since they're... Because I know they're not on the label anymore but since they're doing their own thing, right? Um, they are actually... I believe they're on Razor and Tie now. Oh, really? I could I be thought wrong. That, I, think, I thought that Razor and Tie was oh, just was helping with the... Oh, there was distribution. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who the producer was. I can't find out. Well, and I wonder if they didn't have one, if that's why it's a little more, you know, yeah. untamed, I guess. Because what I had heard of Volition, although I've not heard the entire album was a little bit better of an example of what I would like the band to be. Yeah. I kind of liked the feel that album was putting out a little more. See, which, which album? I thought I thought Volition was okay. 
Um, I think that one they did themselves too, if I'm not mistaken. Engineering and production was Cameron McClellan. Engineering and production, which means they didn't have an engi- or a producer. They okay. had an engineer. But see, see, my favorite Sterilis, and you can tell, really? you can tell that one's like super produced. Yeah. Because it's huh. It, the reason is it's it's just the, <laughs> it's the catchiest. You think so? Oh yeah, definitely. I th- see, I thought Fortress was by far the catchiest because they've got tracks like Sequoia Throne and Limb from Limb and stuff like that that have huge like open vocal choruses. Yeah. Um, and the more complex verses, and I feel like it flows better as an album. My only problem with Sterilis is that I felt like it was really disjointed. Like there were good songs, then there were songs that didn't really make sense. That was actually, I think that's my least favorite really? album of theirs. Yeah, that's my favorite one. My number one's Fortress, then Kaziah, then this one. Kaziah sure. is awesome. But they're all great. I mean, they're yeah. all great. Do you like, so do you have a favorite album of theirs, Aaron? I don't know if you've really listened to that much. I haven't listened to them enough. Uh, the albums that I've listened to the most, however the heck you pronounce the name Sterling. of the one. Yeah. Sterling. I know the album covers, so I know <laughs> I'm talking about the right one. Yeah. I've listened to that one in Volition. Yeah. Not enough to say which one would be better than the other in that case, but I feel like I put those two in the same category, Volition and Sterilis, because I feel like they both had a lot of great songs that were catchy, but then they had a lot of songs that were kind of just meh. Mm. And I feel like Kazaya for sure was definitely their most most passionate album, yeah. although the production quality was much lower, and I think right. that's why fewer people get into it. Um, and that's the album I got into them on was Kazaya, and. Obviously, I don't know if you've picked up on this through their lyrics, but most of their stuff is super, like, concepty. Um, yeah. Like, hardcore. Like, their second album is mostly about uh, aliens. <laughs> Just, like, weird stuff like that. And I, and I love that. But I feel like, since then, it's gotten less passionate and more technical. And I feel like this one was more passionate. And I guess that's why I say I really like it more than Sterilist or Volition. But I can definitely see what you're saying as far as like the catchiness, you know, Sterlis. I guess I guess I can see why you would say that that would be a really catchy album. Yeah. Sterlis. 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 Anyways, if you've never checked out for Test the Hero uh, and, and you like have your music, I would definitely say to check them out if you somehow missed out on them. Incredibly talented musicians. I don't think anyone would deny that. It, it times does get too froggy. For I, sure. I think that's see that's the problem with a lot of musicians that are that good. Yeah, they want to just play, right? You know, nonstop the craziest stuff they can. Right, exactly. right. That and might I, be. I will say this is their first album with their new drummer and bassist, and their previous uh, bassist, especially, but also drummer, were unbelievable musicians. Oh yeah. And they were good at blending in what they did really well. Like, if you listen to a song like Blood Meat, like, the bass is so complex, or Sequoia Throne, the bass is so complex, but it blends into the music. And on Blood Meat, the drums are really, honestly, pretty complex, but they blend really well and fit the music really well. And I feel like these new guys aren't as good at blending and fitting in what they're doing and having it being complex. I feel like there's parts where it's super complex and it kind of stands out. And then there's parts where it's more simple, but it's kind of like, you could have done more there. You know what I mean? Basically exactly what you said, Aaron. Yeah, I just, I feel like sometimes they've got like four or five of those dudes from Mad TV in their band. (laughs) It's just like, look what I can do. (laughs) Look what I can do. It's 
like that. Have you guys Too ever seen? Let me do it. What? There's a YouTube series called I Bet You Can't Play This. I think that's oh, what it's yeah, called. Yeah. The one with Herman from uh, yeah, Dragon, Dragon Force. Force. I'm Herman. I bet you can't play this. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Well, anybody got anything else interesting to say about Protest the Hurra? Yeah, I don't think so. Check out this album. If anything, it's interesting if... if music business is something that appeals to you I would encourage you to even just check into what this band is doing um, as far as kind of restructuring uh, how they distribute and, and what that looks like for them it's very interesting and I think I don't think it's um, I don't know that it's necessarily like the best idea ever but I think it'll push people to try to rethink how they release and, and yeah. what that process can look like I will say this I am glad that it's finally on Spotify. Oh, yeah, because I'm not paying, <laughs> what is it, 10 bucks a month or something like well, that? Well, I think, I think it was just a one-time fee. Still. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I fully admit... <laughs> we don't want to actually anymore. give our money to purchase right? I, I hate to admit this, but like, if I'm paying for Spotify, I'll just listen to things on Spotify, right? right. And that's yeah. why I think, I think there's steps that can be taken to help bands monetize themselves better through tools like Spotify and Pandora and those popular streaming services, iTunes Music, you know, there's a serious lack of ad space being sold that could drive so much revenue for these bands if they could set up their artist pages with advertising and and take care of it all themselves if they just had the utility. Uh, So Spotify, if you're listening, I hope you are. I know you are. Uh, make it make it easier for people to make there, money. There are so many people listening tonight. You're paying them jacks. We are, we are truthfully overwhelmed and humbled. Yeah, I mean, I love that they all listen, but I know they're listening also, so I'm not going to beat around the boat. Anyways, that's the, the government's that. also listening. We hate you. Yeah, o- Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> more like more like no Obama. <laughs> so you know how? Okay, so well, that political show. Here we go. We're going to get a t- we're going to get a tiny bit political between bands. And Let's here's do it. the new podcast. <laughs> and here's what we've roped you into. So, you know how this is this isn't anything serious, but you know how like the thing after Obama became president was like no Obama. Yeah. And people basically did mm-hmm. the same thing they're doing now, the whole like that's not my president right, thing. Right, right. because um, history always repeats itself. I wonder what the saying will be for Trump, because no Obama just flows so well. Yeah. It just rolls right off the tongue. What can you do with Trump? Not Trump? Not Trump? (laughs) My thought is, you're totally right, because it's like, what's the opposite of George W. Bush? Barack Obama. What's the opposite of Barack Obama? Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I was, well, yeah. Really white guy that can't talk right. To the black guy, to the <laughs> look at my African American over there. Look at him. <laughs> to the old white guy. That's I want to. I want to at some point make a supercut of all the like genuinely really like dumb things that he said over uh-huh. the years. And I'm not bashing. I'm sure uh, that exists already. I'm not bashing Republicans. If you're listening and you're a Republican and you oh, they're all for listening. Trump, more so more, more power to you. More power to all of you. But you know what? This is this is an ideology. The only people that... not listening are libertarians because they're building their shelters. Gosh, <laughs> they're too busy making the world a better place. The thing the thing that I find most inspiring through, throughout the last you know year or so of political turmoil that we experience on a regular basis is um, South Park's ability to adequately make fun of both sides uh, impartially. Yeah, Thank they you, can South make fun Park. of everyone. Thank you, South Park. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> and that's the same thing that I try to bring to the table. We can make fun of everyone. Maybe we should all take ourselves a little less seriously, huh? Yeah. How about that? 
How about that? What about that? Anyways, I'm done blathering. I'm done blathering on. I love that word, blathering. That, that was political talk with. That that was that. All right, we're going to get into this next one because it's actually cool. Um, this band we actually just talked about on our last podcast, or on our last episode, uh, Zayo. Z-A-O, Zayo. <laughs> this band has been around for a bajillion years. They were around, yeah. let's see here, 1993 is when they started. You know how old I was in 1993? Anybody want to take a guess? One year old. <laughs> one year old I in just threw up in my mouth That's a little crazy. bit. Zayo started when I was one year old. <laughs> I'm going to count how many <laughs> current and I'm going to count how many current and past members they've had. Yeah. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 16? 11 12 13 14 15. Justin got it right. Boom. 16. Cuz I researched last time. Atta boy. <laughs> 16 members. My god, get it together. So anyways, they were around uh, for a really really long time. And then they broke up. Thank god. Dave Mustaine's the only member left. <laughs> <laughs> good okay so uh we talked about it like i said quite a bit in the last episode but just a a real quick uh brush over them they were a band that started forever ago they put out a bunch of phenomenal albums apparently that whole time their drummer who for a while was the only founding member still in the band was just the worst person ever they made a documentary about it that's really funny go watch it um then they came to indie and broke up that's what happens so stay away from indie that's why no one comes here if your band is teetering on the edge, we know edge, everyone outside of Indiana is listening right now. <laughs> if you're, if you're stay away is, from Indy. If your band, you can go to Valparaiso. Yeah, well, yeah, that's safe. Oh my gosh, that's the worst recommendation. <laughs> if you're gonna come to Indiana, well, go to Valparaiso. Well, Death Heaven was just there. Or Gary. Or Gary, because a lot of tours are going through there. You're now. going to big it's shots true. for some yeah. reason. Or go to Gary. That's touring bands. If anyone is in a touring oh, yeah, band beautiful. and listening beautiful. to this, gorgeous. <laughs> stop skipping indie. There are the good people here. You showers. need to go to the Vogue. Listen to my words. Go to the Vogue. The sound is good. The venue is nice. They serve drinks. Usually cool people show up, and they usually pack the place out. Seriously, stop skipping indie. I know that it doesn't seem like we have any good venues. We have one, the Vogue. <laughs> the Vogue just gave us ten dollars. Thank you, Vogue. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> the, but see, the thing is, the Vogue was probably like, uh, we don't care. You know what I mean? They're like, we don't care if any bands play here. Whatever. They don't put themselves out there yeah, hard enough. They're a dance club. Stop going to Valparaiso. Mm, now we're Fort making Wayne. it not so appealing. And, unless <laughs> come to the Vogue, it's this really crappy dance club. Unless you can fill out Pierre's in Fort Wayne, come to the Vogue. Anyways, I think Pierre's shut down. Oh, no way! No, it did. It either either that or they changed their name. That sucks. That was a big place, too. dude. That place was amazing. Uh, oh, oh super cool. Trivium played there a while back, yeah, and they we came out. You, know, on, or you told me about that. Yeah, they uh-huh. came out on stage to Jukebox Hero. Yep, that oh. was great. Just yeah, go to if only they were still a good Forget band. It. Forget <laughs> yeah, we seriously. said anything. Go to Valparaiso. Anyways, back to the subject at hand. Zao. <laughs> so Zao breaks up, and then they get back together, and they put out this album, which currently is only available to stream on NPR, but not for much longer. Yeah, comes out this Friday. Ugh. Let's just let's just get right down to it. What do you guys think? I was super into it. Ugh. Same. I loved it. So I, w- I was listening to it while I was cooking today. Ugh. And I would, every time I would hear something cool, I would open up my notes and jot down the song name to mention something. And I ended up doing that for every single song. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't really know what else to say. Except the whole album is great. The whole album is good. I'm going to sit here and The the only thing, there were two songs towards the end 
that I thought were okay, not as good as the others. Yeah. Um, let's see what's there. Uh, haunting pools. Yes. And observe. observe. I mean, they were, they were still good, but they, I don't think they were quite as good as the rest. Right. And observe was one of the singles, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Um, and okay, so here's the thing. I agree with you, but I feel like this band pulled in a new element to their songwriting, and mm. I'm probably going to mislabel it, but I don't really care. I feel like they kind of took a certain element from noise music, the idea that if you repeat a sound for long enough, it'll people will experience it differently. Mm. And I think there's certain songs like those songs where they get a little repetitive, and I, I honestly think it's intentional. I think they're trying to create that that effect. That if you just like to just play the same thing over to to have it like to kind of force you to listen to it in different yeah. ways, uh, but yeah, overall, I, I just I love this. And NPR doesn't autoplay songs, so I'm sorry about that. But I thought this album was just phenomenal. Aaron, what do you got for us? I'm sticking with the birthday cake, cake theme there. Let's have it. <laughs> so let's have it. And so that big cake that we talked about, you know before we're talking about that cake that your mom used to make when you were growing up um you know the cake that you always ask for for your birthday the right cake. you know it's the cake you know like Beef the best cake. cake like the only thing that might be better than it's the ice cream cake from Dairy queen so you had it every year growing up and uh it's one of those things you look forward to every year but several years go by and you don't get your cake until this year Okay. <laughs> but here's the problem from the get-go, Derek. Right. And Justin. Yeah. Even if this cake isn't that great, you're going to be inclined to say it's incredible mm. because it's been years since you've had it. Yeah. The weight has made you crave it more than ever. One bite, and you're ready to tell mom that it's the best. Mom outdid herself. Yep. You eat the cake, and there's that familiar taste. You know it's the right cake. No one tried to give you something store-bought and call it homemade. The nostalgia is there. You're thinking of past B-Day parties. The one where you got the Super Soaker you really wanted. Uh, the green yeah. and the yellow one. You remember the oh, one. The Super dude. Soaker 50. Yes. All right. And you remember uh, the theme. You remember the theme. One. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle themed. And you look down at your cake, your current one, and you see the colors. They're green and orange. Why? Because mom decorated the cake and it's got Michelangelo <laughs> on it. He was always your favorite. You remember another party your friend had that was also Ninja Turtle themed, and he made you be Donatello, but you pushed that remem- that memory out. <laughs> you pushed push that rem- memory out. <laughs> you don't want to be Donatello. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> he was the weird, I don't know, man. Nobody wants to use the bow staff. He was purple, and it was just weird. I love bow staffs. <laughs> <laughs> I was trained with one in karate class <laughs> as a child. <laughs> I wish I could tell you I'm kidding right now, but I'm not. That is beautiful. So you finish the cake. You get up from the table. All of a sudden, you realize you were a little sad. Sighs are the lame ones. They're just pointy. We're back to the weapons. (laughs) (laughs) You're sad because it dawns on you. You aren't a kid anymore. You're all grown up. Mom has gray hair. And you're tired and bloated and need to sit down. You take start a nap, to maybe. maybe take a nap, and you start to recline, and you think about dozing off, and then you remember, mom kept some of your old toys. You go down into the basement, and there's a box with your super soaker in it, mm-hmm. and there's that, sure. <laughs> and there's the orange bandana you used to wear all the time. You put on the bandana, you look around the room to make sure no one else is down there, and then you know what you do? 
What do you do? You pee into the super soaker. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. Get with me. Get with me. Gear in. Get with me in this place. Ready. You go back upstairs and you look that family member that you can't stand right in the eyes. (laughs) The the one that always looked down on you. The one that always made that judgmental remark. You point the super soaker right at his face. He laughs nervously. He asks what that smell is. (laughs) And you say this. I am Michelangelo. Cowabunga douche. And you pull the trigger. (laughs) You pull the trigger and sweet golden showers bring sweet justice. That was timed so well. Thank you, Zaya. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm taking full credit on that. One song ended, and I started the yep. next one hoping. Yep. I couldn't great. remember what song it was. <laughs> hoping it started off loud. That was perfect. Oh, my God. I don't think we're going to get any better than that. <laughs> I think we just need to end it right there. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll actually comment on the album. So, let's let's um, have it. I loved it, but it's only one listen, and I'm really looking forward to listening yeah, to it more. Here. So... I don't want to get too crazy or compare it to any of the other albums. It's not fair. Um, I love the recording for one thing. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I love the way the vocals and everything sounded. They sounded kind of fresh. They sit in really well. But nostalgic at the same time. Um, I just love the... like Kind of like the stuff you got going on right now, actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They just have these like sexy crispy. parts that are kind of mm. dispersed throughout the album. Crispy. I thought maybe they would only give me crispy like <laughs> once or twice, and they gave it to me nicely throughout the album. Crispy. But still super heavy at the same time. Crispy. Lots of tasty riffs in there. Oh, so many riffs. So crispy. There's lots and lots of riffs. But here's here's the thing that I appreciate the most, and Zayo, I know you're listening. Crispy. Um, hey, Dan. Thank you for not wasting our time. <laughs> yeah. Oh no my joke. god. So many bands are like, let me We're give you this together. six to seven minute song of poop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um yeah. I think the average song had to be only like a few minutes long. And uh, ten about songs. About three minutes. Yeah, about three minutes. About each. three minutes. Three or four. It felt it just felt like a nice flow. I didn't feel like I was sitting yeah. around waiting for Great. stuff all the time. Great. I love ten song albums. Oh yeah. yeah. That too. But they give you atmosphere like what we're hearing right now, but they don't like make you sit back and like listen to the guitar play right. two strings for an hour and then mm, give But I you. do love that. Aaron, that's what we do in our band. Oh, <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm hating on our band. This is hate form form and void night. But uh no, I just love there's no time wasting. I felt like they filled every moment of every song the way you should. Right. But there are still ambient parts. There are. You know, and repetitive parts, but, but it all fits very just right. well done. It's all about timing it just right. If you're going to do the stretch it out thing, you need to have the talent that Foreman Void has. Oh, that's yeah. The yeah. Thing. Absolutely. No, that's very true. Guys, we're professionals. We're the best. We're actually the best there is. Don't go, you don't go out you don't and try to try home. doing it. Yeah, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. Oh. You're going to hurt others. We, right. That's, that's more the concern. We often do lots of exercises. I thought you were going to say ecstasy, and I got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> we do? We do ecstasy, and that really helps. <laughs> To accomplish <laughs> slowing things down and still being sexy. That's actually, from what I understand about ecstasy, that's not wrong. <laughs> Pretty accurate description of ecstasy. I've never taken it. 
mine, me, me either. <laughs> I remember. All right, we're gonna call it right there. This has been way too much fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Derek. I'm Aaron. Justin. We will see you boys and girls another time. <laughs>